This week on Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, we talk about Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, and we give a preview of Star Trek Lower Decks Season 3. Thanks for joining us. Johnson. Hey, Mike. How are you? I am pretty good for a Wednesday night. How about you? I'm doing well. This is, yeah, this is a little bit late. It's Wednesday at like 1030, but I'm here for it. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about Star Trek. What about you? Yeah. Uh, you know, I have been sleeping a little bit better these last couple of nights. So, um, oh, you're yeah. over jet lag. Well, it's not jet lag. So I, I don't know if I, I mean, I've talked a little bit about this, but I have not slept well since I had COVID and oh. including, uh, you know, I mean, I did sleep a lot on the plane ride out there. I did not sleep a lot on the way back. We've already mm-hmm. kind of covered that territory, but overall I just don't sleep more than three to four hours without waking up. And then I'm usually awake for a little bit. Oh, and- that's annoying. Yeah, so my sleep's been disrupted for several months now, and I actually, this morning, I woke up and I didn't take, so I take melatonin occasionally, but I have not taken it the last couple of nights, because it's kind of left me with a little bit of a fuzziness that I'm doing in the morning. A little loopy sometimes. Yeah, just, yeah. So, but this morning, I was feeling fairly good and fairly rested um and i don't remember i think i woke up once in the middle of the night but i went right back to sleep so i'm attributing this to a new probiotic that i'm taking um because that's the only thing that's really changed and mm-hmm. um so i mean they say that the gut is your second brain and or even your first brain and um so maybe covid messed up my gut enough that um that's been my problem with so we'll see. That's still to be determined, but um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of see how this is rolling. So it's been less than a week since I've tried this, but that's the only thing that's really changed in my diet. Mm. So and so yeah, here's hoping that this uh, continues and my kind of get back to my uh, at least you know five or six hours straight of sleeping would be fantastic. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So I'm feeling pretty good today. Um, how about you? What's going on in your neck of the woods? It's funny. I feel like as we get older, we talk about sleep more. <laughs> and it's just, it's like the weather becomes really fascinating and also sleep. <laughs> like, oh, how did you sleep? Like, oh, yeah, I was able to sleep for six hours uninterrupted. It becomes like really fascinating topic of this conversation. I'm like, this is, this is adulting. <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, yeah, sleep. it is. You know, it's, it's so funny. Um, no, because I've been, my sleep has been okay. Okay. Now we're going to, now this is becoming a sleep podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, cause yeah, the past couple of months I have had like, you know, chunks of sleep, like three hours I'll wake up and like, what? And yesterday, yesterday is fine, but it's like intermittent. Like once in a while, mm. I'll just have like a night where it'll take a while to go to fall asleep or like, it's like chunks, 
it's annoying. It's annoying. Well, the reason why I bring it up, and it's not, I mean, I like the whole thought that it's a, about adulting, but it's also about produ- productivity, right? They, sure. every, every, you know, self-development podcast and thing, I, book I listen to talks about, you know, getting a good amount of sleep and here are all the tips to get a good, good sleep. And granted, I don't follow every single tip, uh, but you know, I do see it on the productivity side during the next mm, day. And sure, sure. so, um, but it is slow at work right now. So I am happy to say that, you know, uh, my productivity does not have to be at, you know, at capacity. It mm-hmm. can be a little bit uh, more relaxed right now. So yeah, for a few more weeks. Um but yeah, so until things start to pick up and people get back from vacation and meetings right. start to get happen again, regular yeah, meetings. Yeah, September and all that is stuff. in two weeks and it's fall, yeah. basically. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, before that, we do get uh, some new Star Trek, finally. After yeah, so little... you watch most of it. Like, it's no secret to our listeners that we get that Paramount bestows us. Thank you, Paramount Plus. CBS, Viacom, I don't even know what to call them anymore. Um, no, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. They, I have no idea what to call them. They gave us early access to the episodes. Yes. And you've seen, okay, so I think, so you've watched most of season three of Lower Decks. I mean, we are going to talk a little bit about Lower Decks without spoiling anything, obviously. Yeah, I'm not um, going to spoil anything at yeah, all. Yeah, I haven't been, I just said, okay, for first of all, I haven't watched any of it. Like, you know. Which you're usually the one who, the minute we get the notifications, it's like three correct. seconds later, you're watching yeah. it. I think Lower Deck, you know, Lower Deck is just one of those shows which I enjoy, but I'm not like, oh my God, I need to watch it right now. And you probably get that. Like, it's like, it's enjoyable. I like it. Um, but it's also not like, I must find out what happens in the next episode. I mean, the whole Captain Freeman cliffhanger, it was like, fine, you know. But right. I'm not, it's not like Best of Both Worlds. I'm not like, oh my God. Yeah. Is she going to make it? You know? Um, well, it's also not like Strange New Worlds finale, which is, you know, Una oh is gone, yes. you know, taken yeah. away. So that is. I mean, is there's the much higher thing. stakes in Strange New Worlds. And Strange New Worlds is also very episodic. So they have that similarity. But yep. Strange New Worlds is like, I mean, it's part of it's also like fresh, like changing it was fresh. So I think that that was like, I must watch it. Um, but, you know, it's just different, you know, it's like a different genre. It's like one of those shows, like, not, not uh, Lower Decks is one of those shows that you can like pick up and put down and it's fine, you know? Yes, and, I agree. Yeah. yeah, and I also agree. because we have like a dearth of Star Trek because after, we don't even know what's happening after Lower Decks, right? We no think idea. it's going to be Prodigy. We we've speculated and most likely it will be, but we haven't heard anything official. Right. Um, so I'm also kind of like, you know, I'm actually okay. Kind of waiting, like, you know, mm-hmm. just like, sure. Waiting yeah. for it to come out. And sometimes the, um, the Paramount screening app also doesn't have, I watch everything with closed captioning. Oh um, yes. Yes. There's a big yes. fan of closed captioning because I hate missing names, like random names. Yeah. And pronouns. Yeah. Means a planet. Right. Like, wait, yeah. what they call that planet? What was that? Who was that? Right. Um, so that sometimes helps me like, and I get annoyed. Even when I was watching the stranger worlds previews, I was like, what, what did they just say? <laughs> like, and I, yeah. I still don't know what they said. Like, you know, um, 
So it's just like one, it's very small, but I'm like, first of all, I'm not like, oh my God, like I can't wait. And second of all, it's like one of the shows that I can, you know, just pick up, put down. So it's not like must consume all of it right this second. And third of all, the close capturing thing, I'm like, I'm okay waiting and kind of, you know, enjoying it. It's like, I'm fine enjoying it with the rest of the universe um, and, you know, letting it, you know, just parse out. So, especially since we don't know what's coming up next. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally understand that. I, you know, I put it on and just enjoyed it as I was doing other things and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I, it's totally, I totally understand. I just, you know, I, yeah. you know, it's, it's fun to watch. I don't mind watching multiple times. I'll always watch it again on Paramount Plus when mm-hmm. it comes out for the very reason that you just said. Um, so yeah, you know, um, uh, but you know, I'm enjoying myself and I'm yeah. actually, uh, watching it again for a second time. And, oh my uh, God. yeah. And, uh, but I'm also, I'm also anticipating where things are going. Uh, like, how, you know, so we've gotten three fourths of the season. I'm kind of wondering what the final, you know, quarter of the season will be like, but you know, that's just, you know, curiosity, just like I'm curious, like, you know, how are they? Well, I'm super curious about how they're going to resolve the strange new worlds cliffhanger. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. also slightly curious about how then um how discovery is going to play out this season Mm -hmm. Uh, i am more curious about how the next gen crew are going to come together yes i'm definitely much more anticipating like the card um like the live action shows for sure yeah yeah. i'm even anticipating like i would say prodigy more because i'm very curious about what is admiral janeway you know her her whole search for The protostar, I feel there's a lot to play with there. Yep. And even the preview that we saw at um at Star in Star Trek Chicago, the the snippet that we got from the next mm-hmm. season of Prodigy or yes. the next twenty right. ten episodes of Prodigy. I was like, ooh, right, right. okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I totally forgot about that. I totally Yeah. But I you know, actually, you know, I probably should go back and rewatch Prodigy again because uh, I think during my travels on one of the Trust. one of the hotels that I was staying at, um, they had Prodigy playing, and they got up to the point. <laughs> they got up to the point where uh, I think it was Nickelodeon. I think I was in in the Philippines, and um, Dennis had fallen asleep. This was post memorial, and I turned mm-hmm. on the TV and found Nickelodeon, and Prodigy was on. And then once they got on the Protostar. Uh, in mm-hmm. that first season, in that first episode, I think. Um, that's was it dubbed? Cut off. Was it, cut... it dubbed or subtitled? Uh, no, it was not. It was in English. So, oh, I was, I was in no, I was no. in the Philippines, so a lot of TV there is in English. Okay. Um. So yeah. So then they cut it off after. Um, oh man, I can't. Zero, right? Zero. Is that his name? Yes. <laughs> what about zero though? Zero comes onto the bridge. And that's where it sort of huh. cut off. And I'm trying to remember that must be the end of episode one. But then then in you know, they didn't even play the end credits or anything and then went into some commercials and it never came back again. Went into, <laughs> okay. some, other, went into some other cartoons. So I was like, okay. 
So how okay. you know? I think I think a rewatch of uh, Prodigy is probably in order as well. Um, but anything you're are you? What are you looking forward to for Lower Decks? I I can't you know. Yeah, you can't really speak to it. I think that if what maybe you could do is what you before you watch everything, what you were most anticipating. Yes, I will. You have to like that, yes. you know shift your mindset. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Kevin Freeman stuff, I'm like, sure. Like, you know, I, I guess I want to know what happens there. Um, but it's kind of like mild curiosity because we know Kevin Freeman's going to come back. So it's not really like, oh, my God, the stakes are so high. Um, I think it's more, I, I think I'm more curious about uh, some of the the relational developments that might happen. Mm. Um, for example, between um mariner and jennifer obviously we got a little bit of that in the finale um i am curious as to how far they take that relationship in the new season um are we continue to are we going to continue to kind of like you know kind of develop not really like tendy and rutherford's relationship is it going to kind of be teased is it just friend zone is it like are they or is there something more because i feel that at least in the first two seasons, it's we've gotten, I feel we've gotten mixed messages. Like, you know, like, because sometimes they are friends, but then sometimes they feel, it feels more than just friends. Um, and it might just be like a thing that, you know, we never get anything and it just, you know, we continue to kind of play around with it, uh, which is fine. You know, some friends just are like that, like we kind of skirt the edge of being something more, but not. Um, so I am curious as to where that goes, you know, and one of the things that I think you and I both really liked in season two um, is when they kind of mixed up the the, the pair ups, right? Right. Um, right yes. That was like the so the best episodes were honestly when it was like yeah when you got Tendi and Mariner stuck together, you know, and that was actually then they went and looked at that girls trip, and that was really enjoyable. That was great, um, and I really hope that. Um, that they play a little bit more into that this season. Um, because I think that that changing up that dynamic um, really made for some really interesting character moments. Um, so, yeah, and even, and I would also add, um, you know, so it would be great, be great to see some of that with the bridge crew too, getting, getting some more unusual pairings with the bridge crew, putting them in these like maybe potentially awkward situations. Um, that's always interesting and getting the bridge crew more involved in the lives of lower deckers, I think could be something cool too. So I, I think for me, it's, it's more about the relationships and some of the character moments that, you know, are sometimes like surprise and delightful, um, that would be really great to see more of. Uh, and then I would say maybe like just the occasional, like unexpected, like Easter egg or something like, you know, that's always funny and. Um, it, sometimes it's really, it's funny when it's like a little bit out of left field and unexpected. So, um, so yeah, that's what I would say I'm looking forward to most. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Mike, without spoiling <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I guess I was trying to put I, yourself like back. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking forward to, I'm looking forward to kind of a, an adventure to get them started. Like this whole, uh, you know, exonerate Captain Freeman, uh, that piece of it. So, um, 
there's that. I think, yeah, like you said, I, I would like to see some interesting pairings. Um, yeah, it's gonna, yeah, I, and that's really all I can say after <laughs> having watched, uh, watched, Those way, watched it. Uh, you know, no, I will not spoil anything for anyone. I would not do that. Um, so, uh, you know, Yes, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to talk about this more freely. Um, I am, uh, yeah, all those things that you shared are definitely, definitely on my list of things that I would like to see, um, for sure. So, uh, I think, I think we all know that at least in one of the previews that, uh, the Deep Space Nine is involved right. in, in, mm -hmm. in an episode. So, I am really looking forward to that episode. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, uh, yeah, and and anybody else, you know, anything else that might you know pop up from a guest star like point of view, you know, uh, obviously mm -hmm. the um, Acleds were the big enemy of last season, so I'm curious. Uh, I don't need more Pacleds. Um, what? Yeah. Would, no, I no no I don't. I'm not curious about them. I'm curious about who could be the next, you know, alien species that's an enemy for the crew mm -hmm. of the Cerritos. So, yeah, um, that'll be interesting to kind of Yeah, I feel the Pacleds have so, been worn out. Yeah, I think I'm, we're, I'm done, I think we're done with the Pacleds. Yeah, I think we're done oh, with Oh, I think Pacleds, another thing, so. another thing that I would say is, um, you know, I would love to see another episode like that is narratively different. Like three ships mm. in season two was an excellent episode. Mm. It was so good, narratively so different than what they've done before. It was just, you know, something experimental. Mm -hmm. um, and our focus wasn't even on the Cerritos, you know, it wasn't even on the lower deckers. It was like on these like random ships. And it just worked. It just worked really well. And I think you and I were both surprised how well it worked. Um, but I think Lower Decks is, uh, you know, it's a prime candidate for just very expand and, and Strange New Worlds as well. Uh, just a prime candidate for just really out there uh, episodes that are just structurally different, um, you know, experimental, like whatever, you know. So um, I would love to see another episode like that that's just like very unique. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see how Lower Decks crosses over with Strange New Worlds. Yeah, that's going to be uh, interesting. That's going to be interesting. Definitely experimental. But I think that works because Strange New Worlds is the other show that can be, a, you know, take a risk like that and be okay, you know? Yeah. Just, so, just due we'll, to the episodic format. So, yeah, yeah. we'll kind of uh, see what happens with that. I, I'm, you know, I've got different ideas about what could, could play out there, but uh, yeah. So, um, anything else on Lower Decks before we move on? No, I think that covers Lower Decks and our quick preview. So, right. I mean, it's coming out soon. It's it's next week, right? Yeah, next Thursday is the uh, episode Yeah, next one. Thursday, but it's, so... also, it's also well-timed to the 56-year mission. 56, what, what do they call it? The 50, yeah, 56. the 56-year mission uh, in Las Vegas is happening. Yes. Uh -huh. I think it begins on Thursday. So, yes. Um, so, yes, hopefully there'll be a viewing party there for all the people who are going. We will be here and leaving the next morning for Boston for yes. a wedding for our yes. friends 
two of our, our friend is getting married. And uh, so mm-hmm. uh, you and Tony and Dennis and I are driving up to Boston on Friday morning. And, With Hamish. That's uh, <laughs> what... Well, it's funny you say that. Like you're like we were considering we were considering leaving him here. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I mean, if you must bring him, bring him. But I feel it's going to be uh, tight with four people and a dog. <laughs> but yes, yes, we were taking that all into consideration. So, um, but well, uh, and he's not small anymore. He's a big dog. Yes, he's not small anymore. Okay. But um tbd a final decision has yeah, we're 95 percent of the way there but um yes we have yes yeah i've talked about it so a lot yeah i think that'll be fun um i don't we don't really have anything planned in boston i think we're just gonna shoot the shit i mean we're gonna be there friday to sunday and yeah. we just have we have the friday there's a dinner and then the reception on saturday but that's it i mean yeah. So yeah, we're kind of free, you know, we're free a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you want to go to the Boston tea party ship and reenact the Boston tea party. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. Oh my God. Uh, you get to actually throw boxes over the ship. Come on. Oh really? I, interesting. No, I do. Yeah. I've never done, I've never it's, done that. Um, well, it's, it's technically a museum. Like yes, it's I, a Boston yes, tea party uh, museum. But there is that interactive component where you, if you choose to do so, you can throw boxes over the ship. Well, there we go. I'm all about interactive experiences. Apparently, you're very excited about this. I did not uh, consider such a thing. Uh, No. But yeah. Uh, Yeah. There's stuff to do. You know, there is stuff to do. um, And I'm sure we'll be eating our way through Boston as well. Yeah, I'm cool just like chilling too or whatever, it's, you know. Yeah. So we'll as long as I get Starbucks, like that's why I just want coffee. Yeah. yeah, speaking of Starbucks, just a quick side note, you know, my desire for and enjoyment of coffee has kind of gone down recently. <gasps> oh my God, you yeah. love coffee. I know. It's very weird. It's also, yeah, it's just this weird thing that I'm going through right now. Um, Are you depressed? <laughs> no, no, it do you is have, not. Do you have suicidal thoughts? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but it is, you know, it is one of those things that's uh, got me sort of baffled. But yes, I am. Yeah, wow. I don't know if I'm ready to switch back to hot coffee um, for the fall, like I do, or or what? Is it but, is it because you're like OD'd on iced coffee over the summer? Is that a variable here? I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I went without iced coffee, you know, on and off in in um, Asia. Asia. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know, but it's an you know just an interesting development in my palate slash life. You know. Well, do you have anything like that as a replacement that kind of brings you just a little bit of joy each day? Uh, you know, that's a good point. I don't know that it's been replaced with anything joyous because I do. Um, really i you know it's small but i do but really is, so yeah. enjoy a coffee <laughs> like, no you know, I yeah i do too um, i agree i agree it's kind of delightful and yeah. uh yeah no it's 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 not like oh my god <laughs> you know i'm living for coffee but it's it's just something a delight in the middle of the day you know yes i agree it's, yeah it's nice to have it's that usually- yeah, it's usually been a reason to go out in the afternoon, early afternoon. Right. Um, and yeah, it's been less so for me over the last 
couple of weeks. So mm. yeah, I don't mm. know what's going on with that. But you need to find a replacement. Yes, I do. That is correct. But anyway, yeah. uh, but I'm, I I know Boston has coffee. I know it ha- they have Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are. It is more of a Dunkin' place. Just to FYI, it's more of a Dunkin' versus. Um, but anyway. So Boston next weekend, people are going to be in Las Vegas next weekend. Yeah, we're not going to be there, but we'll be with them in spirit. Correct. And uh, we... And they have a uh, panel, right? Yes, they have a Stump the Geek live panel, which is something what they've done. What does that mean? Stump the what? Stump the Geek? So it's a, it's basically trivia questions and to see if they can stump either Bill or Dan. or uh, All I know of is something dan but i don't know if bill how whether bill's the one asking the questions i don't know i've never seen it happen, oh. you know so and it's been a long time since they've recorded one on their on truck geeks so oh, I'm, I'm a little it's a I'm thing a little, that they've done a thing. it's a thing yes it is a thing okay. so um that's happening thursday so go on over to i'm the sure Rod- we could be some very easily like there's so oh, much yeah 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 no there's no stop. way i am a uh, like, you are, like, you would you are much better with trivia than I am. But some, uh, there's so many names, like yes, you know, like true. so many random guest star names that appeared for five minutes yes. in the episode. Like I don't know. But you have you have that brain that just kind of keeps some of that stuff in. That's why yeah, I always some look, of it, but it's not consistent. Uh, uh, that's why I always look to you to uh, for the minutiae that I often forget. But anyway, okay. um, yeah, so there's that. So go and, and go. I think they have a table this year, too. So, yeah, go to right next to fan sets. Uh, mm-hmm. The fan sets table will be the Truck Geeks table. So go say hi to the gang. And also, yes, everyone should go and say hi. Yes. Also, um, they have they're having someone pop over the uh, woman who plays the voice of uh, Prodigy's computer. I, can't I swore I wouldn't name. forget her name. I was oh, like, well, never good. forget. I can't remember what her name is. Oh, is well. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yes, uh, here we go. Oh, this man. is where the minutia... But I was like, who is this person? And... Yes, initially we were like, we were definitely... <laughs> um, we were definitely like, who is this person? But then when it was explained to us... Uh, who it was. Her name is, uh, oh my gosh, Bonnie Gordon. Bonnie Gordon. Bonnie Gordon. That's right. Bonnie Gordon. Yes. So Bonnie Gordon is the voice the, of the ProStar computer. Yes. She is going to be at the Trek Geeks table. So go and check that out. Uh, she'll be signing and taking pictures, I believe, with, with people. So. Uh, go and enjoy that as well. Um, there's there's a lot of fun stuff that's going to happen there, I'm sure. I'm sure. We have not looked at the schedule because we weren't going, so we don't know what's happening there. But Maybe next um, year. Maybe next year, perhaps. Because you the- said you may not be able to go to Seattle next year, right? Right, yes. Because it's you Memorial know, Day. You had, something, you had a wedding. I had a potential wedding. Potential yes. wedding. Does. Yeah. But then also, since we're talking about that, we Dennis and I were also doing some planning last weekend 
just thinking about the year ahead and um, my plans to run a marathon before my birthday in June. Mm. And uh, so we were talking about going away that week, which also kind of coincides with all that. So yeah, we'll see. It's a lot. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. So it may be because it may not be able to go to uh, Mission Seattle because I'll be preparing like really like final week preparing for a marathon. For a marathon. Yeah. Yes. Hardcore. You're, you're so, so hardcore, Mike. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those goals that I set out before my birthday that I wanted to do. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. We'll see oh, what happens. Awesome. Yeah. But I uh, encourage yeah, so and some planning. Yes, I encourage and edify your effort to run a marathon. Great. I expect you to be on mile 14 cheering me on. Yeah. Maybe. So, all right. Well, there's that. Wait, where is this going to be? Where is this marathon going to be? Uh, right now, potentially San Diego. So, okay. Um, cause it happens to be on that Sunday before my birthday. So, okay. Um, but we'll see, see what happens. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Gotta sign up for some races in between that and that to, um, get trained up and all of that stuff. And have, have you been some... running? Recently? I have not. So, that, you know. Okay. I need to, I need to set up some goals, goalposts to uh, goal, get goal. to along the wall. So yeah, so that is what's going on with me. Anything in your life going on? Anything exciting? Yeah, well, everything's mostly the same. Work is good. Um, I did go on a couple of dates um, just a couple of weeks ago at this point um, mm-hmm. with this guy that I met on Tinder who happened to be a Star Trek fan. And it was, you know, it's, it's honestly the first time that I've gone on a date with someone who is a, is a good Star Trek fan, like a, like a, and I say good as in, Oh, not just, they've seen a couple episodes of the next generation. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like they actually know stuff um yes. almost kind of like our level mm-hmm. and it's kind of just nice it's nice to you know i've never been in a relationship but i can see how just having common interests and passions can't you know it can't be the end all be all because you can't just oh the only thing that connects you is your common interests but it helps it really helps like because yes. it's a good, it's a good fallback in conversation because not every conversation can be about like deep shit, you know, um, or like, yeah. you know, what is, you know, how are we as a couple, you know, it's like, it's nice to just enjoy stuff together. Yes. Um, and to, you know, say how great the latest episode of whatever it was or bitch about how terrible that episode was. And sometimes you don't know, sometimes that's a springboard for something deeper, you know, and it's just like, it's um, something that I would want, you know, in a relationship, I think it would be ideal. Obviously, it's, again, it, who knows, right. but I think it's, it's nice to kind of have those like, common interests and those common passions for sure. Yeah, um, I would agree. So it, yeah, it was it was just nice. It was just nice um, to cool. 
go on a date and do talk, you know, we can talk about stuff and learn about each other, but then we can also, you know, shoot the shit about Star Trek. And, yes. you know, it's, it was different. So awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's great. Um, but yeah, uh, no, but that, you know, just, that was just uh, a couple of dates, TBD, but, um, but yeah, I, I would say that's, you know, that's the most that's been happening in life other than yes, other than the wedding next weekend. Right. Right. Um, you know, that's, that'll be fun and stuff like that. So yep. yeah. And then, and then soon it'll be winter <laughs> and then the year's over. So uh, I do not want to think about winter. Good. I'm enjoying these nice, beautiful days of 70 degrees and yeah, cool, you, can feel, you can feel fall is around the corner. Um, I would rather not, but thank you. Uh, but it's nice. It's that period yeah, it when nice. it's nice. Yes, yeah. it's nice. It's odd to have this in August. Usually this is more September weather. Right. Because um, usually August is terrible in New York. It's like so humid. Yes. So hot. Um, and we had so, a good chunk of that before. But we did. Were, yeah, July, it was it was bad. Yes. Early August. I heard. And early, yes, when I was back in early Oh, August, yeah, that's so, right. So. You were like not here for yeah. a bunch of that. So Yeah. There we go. There we go. Well, cool. Well, why don't we get into the final bit of our episode this week, which is talking about a movie that we both enjoy and uh, that we mentioned in last week's podcast as a potential idea of things to do. And we chatted about it this week. And and now here we are. We are going to talk about the last of the original series full cast movies, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. <sighs> Three months before retirement. What a way to finish. We're not finished. Uh, speak for yourself. One day, one night, Kobayashi Maru. Bones, are you afraid of the future? I believe that was a general idea that I was trying to convey. I don't mean this future. What is this? Multiple choice? Some people are afraid of what might happen. I was terrified. What terrified you specifically? No more neutral zone. I was used to hating Klingons. It never even occurred to me to take Gorkin at his word. Spock was right. Try not to be too hard on yourself. We all felt exactly the same. No. Somebody felt a lot worse. I'm beginning to understand why. Yeah, Mike, I want to ask you, why Star Trek Six? Like, why was that, uh, why that come to mind for you as a discussion point? Well, it came up in last week's because David Warner, who plays Gorkhan, in this uh passed away recently so that's part right, of the reason why right. he was also in star trek five um mm -hmm. and uh neither one of us really like star trek five i mean it's a fun you know it's it's star trek fine whatever um but uh there are some cool scenes in star trek five uh but sure. uh like star over a dancing yeah that's not one of the ones i've seen <laughs> that's one of the Memorable. It's memorable, but maybe not in a good way. Um, except that it's a horror 
but it's I don't think yes anyway we're not talking no, about it Star wasn't Trek our best moment no uh, we're not yes we're not talking about Star Trek five we're talking about Star Trek six and Star Trek six for me is you know I would say neck and neck with Star Trek two the Wrath of Khan as being my favorite out of all ten or even all 13, if we want to count all of the movies, the feature films that are Mm -hmm. Star Trek, quote unquote. Uh, It is my second favorite, you know, almost tied with The Wrath of Khan. Uh, Which we are going to see. We are going to see in a couple weeks. Yeah, which I am also very excited about. But this one, this one is different. This one is, um, it's a little little more modern and you know in that it's a little there's some cgi um mm-hmm. there's you know we get the excelsior which we last saw in star trek 3 mm-hmm. uh, under a different commander sulu is captain mm-hmm. now so there's this other storyline going on and it's just uh i'll tell you for me it it it, it rivals the Wrath of Khan in its music as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The music just, I love it so much. It just pumps me up, which is odd. I know it's not really like super pumping up. No, music. the music's really good. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's such a orchestral masterpiece, I want to say. And, um, um, and it's, it's during the age when movies had like lengthy credit scenes at the beginning. That's not really a thing anymore. That's not right, as popular. Yes, Nowadays, yep. movies just go into the action. Yep. Um, but Star Trek six is definitely from a bygone era where you had a lengthy credit scene towards the beginning, along with the title screen and the score for just that sequence is incredible. It touches on all the different themes, um, and melodies that are touched on throughout the the movie itself but yes it's, yep. it's this like medley um of all the all the major character themes and action the star trek themes, like, theme you know, and all yeah that. yeah it's um just, yeah, it's and uh yeah i would encourage anyone watching star trek 6 for the first time to not skip yeah do not. No. I mean, do not do it because it is it's name is just names but honestly it is an incredible medley that yeah that uh that it's actually one of the best parts of the whole whole movie to be honest like uh, yeah it's just it's no just the score like a, the score is really 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 yeah, strong yeah um, it's so yeah yeah definitely one of my favorites uh, yeah so sure. there's that set up um yeah you know. and yeah screen scores yeah i would say star trek six um and star trek two are definitely you know very very strong score star trek four also was very had a very good score yes um yep. it was very different like star trek four um it matched i think the, the mood tone of, of the, the film yes, tone exactly. of the film yep, which is more fun a little bit more adventure a little lighter um, lighter definitely lighter yeah um star trek 6 in the meantime there's a lot of darker tones to the score yep. which really fit the film itself um yeah and while star trek 2 it's a lot it, it definitely fits that like the con aspect you know yeah it's um, uh, it's fanfare uh, it's fanfare yeah. it's um it's also like a bat you know a space battle you know and, yeah. and stakes mm-hmm. and yes. intensity i'm like replaying the star trek 2 oh yeah no now. it's all it's all um, great um yeah so, so yeah we're both like we're both like score like music music score geeks so yes um yeah i i definitely think 
I think Star Trek Six's score is, you know, I I agree with you. It's it's very it's very amazing, very amazing. Yeah. Good English, yeah. but whatever. No, it's it's awesome and um, totally uh, totally sets the tone and just the intensity, and it just brings yeah. you right into the movie. Like it just yeah. brings you right in. Yeah, um, and I would say that Star Trek Six, um, you know, is my favorite, and I agree that Star Trek Six and Star Trek Two are both neck to neck. Um, Star Trek Six, um, I would say, edges out a little bit for me because it's a very complex and nuanced film. Um, I mm-hmm. think that from a thematic standpoint, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of reflections in terms of the narrative and what's going on in the real world with the fall of the Soviet Union mm-hmm. and the U.S., the relationship between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. Um, but I think what is really interesting in that is, you know, the whole idea of, quote unquote, the undiscovered country in the future. and the way that everyone wants to approach that future is such a pivot point in the film, right? Like that, the whole, the whole conspiracy is because it happens because people are afraid of what the future holds because they're so used to hate, you know, so they're so used to hating each other. Um, (laughs) And there's so much nuance to that. And I feel it's like so applicable in any age like it's one of the things i love most about star trek that i've said repeatedly on this podcast is when they make these they they create metaphor for real life Mm -hmm. but it's it's done in a way that you can it applies to us at any point in time and our perception in our understanding of it might change based upon our context our current context but where star trek is most powerful is when it can teach us lessons at any point, you know, whether it's in the past or the future. So that's one of the things I really like about Star Trek Six because it really examines, and this is, you know, this is around the time that Gene Roddenberry was much less involved in Star Trek and he was kind of on his deathbed um, and Star Trek Six was dedicated to him. But this is when they started to introduce a lot more conflict into Star Trek. Like, you know, that Star Trek, you know, people in the Federation aren't perfect. Um, people disagree. And in this case, you literally have people assassinated, you know, people within the Federation planning to assassinate people. Um, and yeah, higher really, ups, you know, people who are right. leading, leading, uh, right. leading it, you know, so it's, yeah. it's not just, yeah, it's not just, uh, it's although like not, yeah, not everyone gets along and not everyone agrees. Right. And yes. I think that it's it's definitely a very mature film in that context, mm-hmm. um, where we really see a lot more of that gray area of, you know, our heroes not necessarily being the best and brightest examples. Like, you know, that whole dinner scene mm. um, yes. in the galley is the perfect example of where they allow their prejudices, whether it's about like, oh, they don't have good table manners. Right. They smell. Well, they all look the same. Like, you know, they, our heroes have these prejudices and I think it's shown how imperfect they are as people. Mm. Um, yes. I just think there's so much there. Like, you know, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's a very complex film if you dig into it. Um, and that's why for me, it's like, you know, my favorite. Um, 
because I, I've seen Star Trek Six probably like at this point 40 times, 50 times. <laughs> um, and I enjoy it now as much as I did when I first watched it in like the 90s. You know, and my perception, I think my my interpretation and understanding of it has evolved since then because I am, you know, 20 plus years older now um, from when I first started. Uh, the film is 31 years old at this point, but I watched it, I think, probably in the mid 90s as for the first time. Um, but yeah, it's just like I it's interesting to me, like my perception, my the way I view it as a like as a fan, um, has changed with my context. Um, and meanwhile, Star Trek two, while it's fantastic, I think it's much more straightforward. You know, it's, it's very like much more straightforward. Uh, yeah. There's a very much black and white villain. Um, in my mind, the con is pretty, I think pretty cut and dry as a villain. Um, yes, for sure. But I think the villains in Star Trek six is much more complex. Like, you know, and there's not just one villain. Um, you know, obviously we're, um, given general Kang as he's kind of like, you know, the main quote unquote main villain, but there's a whole tapestry of villains that play into this film. Um, it's not just one person kind of that is trying to ruin everyone's day. So, right. yeah, it's just, um, me, you know, this, that my mini essay about Star Trek six. Um, but, but yeah, I think even in in a context today um, and how much animosity there is in our world today. Um, I think it's just relevant, you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that this is a, you know, a perfect example of uh, how we view others in the context of, we think we know them and, Mm -hmm. yet we really don't and uh yeah the the whole hatred of of otherness uh and how our own prejudice get in the way of you know treating others with respect first and foremost mm -hmm. yeah. and then, uh you know it's just it's yeah it's just it, you're right it is so nuanced it's so you know it can be applied to many different things but i think it's just as relevant today as it mm -hmm. was when it first came out um yeah and in fact i think i agree i think that that's why this is such a great film is because it it kind of it can be applied to today and uh in fact you know thinking about that that and you know i knew i knew you had a much more nuanced view of this and so as i was watching it i was trying to to think about it but i also knew that you would come up with some really great ways to to view it not that i wouldn't but i you know i i, I tend to just get into it and not think too much about sure. it just being yeah. in the adventure um yeah. and i knew that you would go and watch it and apply it and think oh that has you know this you know yeah. this applies to today and yeah um, um, I mean, it's a, you know, it's yeah. a, I think the Klingon human or the Federation Klingon differences, uh, is, uh, and, and how, how they hate each other, but yet eventually get by it to the point where, you know, they, they say to one another, Kirk says to Azat Burr and she says to Kirk, 
you know, you've restored my faith, my father's faith, and you've restored mm-hmm. my son's faith. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, again, both of those people in their lives were killed for, killed for, you know, for that prejudice. Like there are, right? well, also their idealism, right? Yeah. Like that's part of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were, they were killed because they were bringing about change or, or Gorkhan was killed because of that, you know. Um, and David was an idealist too. You know, the, David, he wanted, he was a scientist. He wanted to, he was working with his mother and they wanted to bring about a new world. They didn't mean to make the genocide by some mm-hmm. weapon. Weapon, right, they, yeah. They wanted, they wanted to... But he didn't have the best the, view of the Federation or of Starfleet, at least. No, you no. Know, he okay. wasn't, but he was but more... He was a, he was an idealist in the sense of uh, he was he was seeing the world through a scientific lens, right? Yes, yeah. And he he his idealism was really like science can bring about a better future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he was he had certain naivete about him, where oh, you definitely. know because he, he was so sheltered um, that he didn't really. You know, and his mother, arguably, they they didn't really see the possibility that a genocide device would be, you know, utilized as a weapon um, when they're doing that initial research. Right. That no, wasn't their yeah. intention. They're, yeah, um, they didn't know that. Um, but so, you know, David was killed because, you know, he he possessed the knowledge of that and was in the wrong place at the wrong time, right. essentially, yeah. and, you know, was killed uh, was killed in a very, you know, he was killed protecting Savick and Spock. Right, right, so, right. you know, in that way, he has an honorable death uh, being, you know, the one who defends them uh, at, you know, at the cost of his own life. So, you mm-hmm. know, he, he did, you know, but he was killed for, as a threat, like, a, a, because the Klingons wanted something and, and, sure. he, yeah. you know, he was sort of a pawn in that piece, but, but, um, you know, getting, getting back to Star Trek six. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's nice to see that redemption at the end. Mm-hmm. And also that, you know, all the people who were, um, uh, who were involved in the conspiracy are sort of caught. Uh, mm-hmm. The one thing that I, you know, on the version that we watched is that it's missing the actual reveal that the Klingon murderer. That actually, the sniper. Yeah. Was, the sniper was yeah. actually uh Colonel West. Colonel West. I think. Yeah. Who was played yeah. by uh, Rene Aubergeon. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never can say Rene's last name, but um, uh was played by him so you know uh that's also a cool thing but also kind of a sad thing not to have that as you know having that scene cut right i think you know so in the end if you didn't know that you would think uh the klingons were actually the ones who were trying to assassinate the president of the federation but in reality it was you know this is colonel in starfleet well you they do specifically name admiral cartwright um as well yes um, yeah. and obviously Valeris. Yeah. so yeah uh, not plus the romulans so even the romulans had a piece in it you know and just trying to just destabilize very romulan of them to right help to to support destabilizing uh the federation um and and, and, yes, and very, you know it's very on brand 
Right. Yes. And, and also, interestingly enough, to have a Romulan representative. On I was Earth. just thinking that. I'm like, why is the president like even asking for the Romulan ambassador's yeah. opinion? Yeah. Like, wh- why? Why? Why even do that? You, you right, know right. that he's not going to be helpful. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, no, I don't know why was, he's there. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, in fact, uh, knowing Romulans uh, like we do. Uh, why wasn't? Why would you even let him in the room with the with the Federation president? I'll, you know, granted there are other people there, including Sarek, and um, you know we do get a brief scene with Sarek uh, mm-hmm. in this. Um, so I, I think the interesting thing was this: this movie came out after was it after the episode Sarek? Yeah, it was after. It was, was like it? because. Yeah, Sarek was season three, which oh, is okay. Yeah, yeah this is 1999, yeah. 1991. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just so much to unpack there. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I can't even believe we we're just thinking about the whole Romulus thing. Ro- you know, Romulan. Mm-hmm. No, I thought about it yesterday. About. I was watching. I was like, why? Why is he talking? I was like, why? Is yeah, he, why? why is, I didn't think about opinion. it until just now. Uh, I mean, I thought yeah. it was, you know. But again, back then it was the three main major powers were Romulus, Romulus, Kronos, and Earth. So, or the you know Federation. So, um, yeah. those were kind of the three. Um, but you know, the other piece of this is that I do like is that each of our characters got some spotlight. Yes, uh, yeah, which I think was a really nice send off for for all of them. Um, I don't know about horror's moment when she's like trying to flip through books. Like, you know, how do I say this? And first of all, I feel that you know that wasn't like she should know how to say. Yeah, she she should know how to talk in Klingon or something. Like, you know, she's a communications officer. Like, it kind of made her look dumb. And they're all like literally like flipping through books. Like, I'm like, what? Like the computer can't be used. I mean, it was just obviously for it was it was a gag, but yes, it was, it was literally just like it was definitely all this paper. a gag. But also, when I was watching that scene, interestingly enough, I was like, "Why not just ask the computer to respond, and then you just repeat back what yeah, the computer so many, says?" Like it's know? like Alexa, can you please to respond yeah. and say in Klingon this? Yeah, you know? exactly. So. And yeah, sure, the, the universal translator can be recognized, but maybe, you know, if the computer said it, you know, whatever, it's fine. Right, right. And also, you know, if you want to really break down that scene also, I'm, you know, I'm thinking they're speeding across the, the quadrant, right? They're speeding mm-hmm. through Klingon space. And you see that on the screen and you're like, um, wouldn't wouldn't the listening post kind of pick up on the fact that Man, that cr- that uh, that junk freighter or whatever you want to call yourself uh, is moving pretty fast for a junk freighter, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there's a few little little details there that maybe aren't. What do they say? We're like condemning supplies or yeah, something. Yeah, we're condemning like, supplies. That's, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's ridiculous. Uh, no, I mean, there, no. There are a few moments like that. I'm like, it's a little odd. It's like they're playing it for laughs. Um, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there were the, con- you know, that was definitely like the comedy moment, but, you know, there's also the very serious moments, like with Spock and Valeris talking about the future and how, you know, mm-hmm. it, the future will take care of itself. Um, 
you know, and that uh, what's your favorite line from that scene? I can't even remember it. Uh, logic is the oh, logic beginning. is just the beginning of wisdom, Valeris, not, not the, end. the end, right? Yeah, which I think is a great line. It I is think. the excellent line. That's, that's, that's so good. Um, no, there's a lot of like moments like it's very poetic. Like I, yeah, I, I really like a lot. I really also enjoy the operation on the torpedo with Spock and and. Mm-hmm. You know, McCoy, there's some comedy in there. You know, I yeah. wish he'd shut up and, you know, uh, fascinating. You know, would you like to operate on a torpedo, doctor? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. You know, just there's just a lot of little, little things that, you know, I think, it, you know, for the most part, they did really well in sending off, uh, you know, guess who's going yeah. to dinner, you know, Chekhov says. Uh, right, right. Um, so, you know, there's just a lot, lot of, lot in there, uh, you know. And, and obviously, I think you you shared with me, you know, having Kim Cattrall. Being oh my god, hilarious! Very disorienting. Some, yes, considering you just watched. Uh, I just rewatched watching. all Sex in the City, and I was like, oh my god, it's Samantha. Yes, uh, you know, uh, it's, and she's really, you know, in she's like the tallest out of the four women right, yeah. in Sex and the City. And she's like really short compared to Leonard Nimoy. Well, I don't um, know if that's, you know, that in a lot of ways, you know, they're, they can stage people in a way that, uh, is, maybe, you know, is, I don't know. I don't know how don't know. tall Leonard is. I don't know. how. Well, Sarah Jessica Parker is very short. She's like five, three, five, four. Like she's very small. Okay. So maybe it doesn't take much for, Kim Cattrall to look much taller than Sarah Parker. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so side notes. <laughs> Thank you for the <laughs> side notes on uh, sex in the city. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm glad at first I was disoriented by having this, you know, Vulcan Lieutenant who kind of out of the blue, almost sort of replaces uh, Savick. Right. Savick, yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, I can't imagine Savick turning bad um which i so in that sense i'm glad that they created a new character like this um for you know and they also needed a helms helms person right because captaining captaining so um i did enjoy this this some of the scenes with uh i did enjoy the scenes with sulu on the bridge and his crew Mm -hmm. and um you know apparently there's a whole other story as we learned from voyager um, if you recall the, the Tuvok episode where they go yes. back in time. Yes. 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 They had a whole side adventure where they apparently go try to save Kirk and McCoy and they, it doesn't, it doesn't pan out. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't work out. Um, man, now I have to rewatch that, uh, just to kind of be more fresh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good episode. Um, yeah. Flashback, you know, it was nice to have, uh, George Takei uh on on voyager that was really nice but they also had like yeah the other gracie she bridge. had grace yeah they, yeah, had, they had the other bridge crew like from yeah. like Salsier on yeah and uh they tried to get i think a lot of actors back yeah which is great yeah yeah you know there are a few few things you know a few other foibles in the you know there's a shot during the you know initial opening scenes where they give a shot of the science officer. He's actually next to Sulu, but then they give a, another shot in that same same thing of him sitting down in his station, looking up at, at the shaking camera or whatever. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, 
the the shots of the Excelsior are great until they do the whole wave thing, which is all computer generated, and the mm-hmm. Excelsior looks so different, uh, noticeably at least noticeably different for, in the CGI versions. Sure, so, sure. Um, but again, early, early days, nineteen ninety. Yeah, right, in, you know, for CGI. Yeah, I think all really, things considered, they you know, yeah, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just it's a great movie. A uh, lot of a lot of relevance to today's world that we're living in. Yeah, um, no, I was gonna say, and I, I touched on it, but I think this idea that there's always gonna be people that are afraid of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, that it's actually kind of sad how. Much. How relevant it is 31 years yeah, later. It's yeah, it's how Absolutely. relevant, like, because so much of, I think, the the discourse about um, everything, you know, societal and political, it really boils down to people being afraid of what the future is going to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's the future of the status quo, the future of the threat, the threat to the status quo, or... Mm-hmm. Um, the threat to their identity, their identities. Um, you know, I, there's so many different ways to apply that thinking, but I think a lot of it does boil down to fear, you know? Um, yeah. And fear of the unknown, fear, fear of, the unknown. of things changing uh, in a, such a way that people will not have what they have now. Right. Uh, you know, so. yeah, and they're so used to, maybe they're so used to hate or they're so used to being yeah, comfortable, a, yeah. you know? Um, and they're just so used to living the way that they are used to living that which in, you know, in, they're in, willing in, to kill people for it. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, there's that. There's also, yeah, just the way that they treat, treat people who are different. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's so relevant to today. It's, yeah, it's, it's very relevant. It's very, it's kind of sad. Yes, um, um, it's actually kind of uh, it's kind of disheartening sometimes. But um, but I think one thing that Star Trek teaches us is that there's always hope. Uh, there's always hope for a better future. Hope, yeah, even uh, if we can't and, see it ourselves. And there is a better future. You know, it's not, or yeah. the future is better. And it will get better, you know. Yeah. So there's that as well. But it's uh, it's definitely um, hard to see that sometimes. And oh yeah, which makes. But it... I think you can say the same thing. Like you can say, like you know, there's no way that Kirk at the beginning of the movie could have seen where things are going to go, you know. Right. And his 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 judgment was, and his heart was just so clouded with like, yes. distaste and hate. Um, there was. There was, I don't think he could have really, you know, predicted like where he would have ended up by the end of the movie. And no, he even had the conversation to, he, with him, he had to go through that. He had to go through that uh, yeah. process of, you know, being, you know, practically tortured, being, you know, wrongly accused and then mm-hmm. essentially tortured. Uh, if you want to think about Rorpente as sort of a place of torture and uncomfort and discomfort and threat to life and limb and all the things that you know and and how all the how everything unfolded as far as you know uh 
Marta coming at them at the right moment and the mm-hmm. whole idea that they had to be killed in a way that would make sense. Um, they couldn't just be assassinated. They had to be, you know, doing something wrong that would ultimately end right. them to kind of uh, allow for that, you know, not to cause any additional issues. Um so, you know, killed while escaping is much easier than, you know, an assassination. And, right. um, you know, so there's, you know, definitely all of that. Uh, yeah, I, I think that this is definitely a transformative journey for Kirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and it's, you know, I think one of the best questions, one of the best lines in this movie is when Bones asks him, what were you afraid of exactly or specifically? Um, Mm. And, uh, you know, I I thought that 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 conversation in the um, at on Rurapente in the bunks was was, uh, one of the things that I love about Star Trek, just having this really heart to heart one on one with. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same with, uh, you know, with Kirk and Spock in his quarters, you know, reality is somewhere in between, you know, we're both extremists, um, and reality is somewhere in between. So there's just some really touching special moments between these three, you know, often called the big three in Star Trek, um, mm-hmm. No, there are a lot of great moments like that. Like the the first moment between Spock and Kirk in, you know, at the briefing at the beginning mm. of the movie. And that's obviously where they're most, you know, they're most far apart, right? Literally yes. and figuratively. Yeah. Like literally, like, you know, <laughs> literally across the room. room. Yes. But obviously a metaphor for how the divide between them. Yes. Um, but you have all these really good conversations, even um you know, I really like as a four. I don't think she she got as much screen time um, as she could have. But at you know at the yeah. dinner, you know, she was like, you know, she called them out. She was like, the Federation is really just if you can if you can only hear yourselves, yeah, human rights. The Federation is really just a homo, homo sapiens, sapiens only, only club, club. You know, like yep. present company excluded, but. Right. It really is. It, she points out their bigotry. You know, she points out their their intrinsic fear of the their bias, their bias, their bias. You know, bias, you know racism. Um, their, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I really liked her character because yeah, she she didn't beat around the bush. You know, she's mm. very you know, uh, and I wish she got more screen time. But but yeah, there there's just a lot of those moments when. Um, you know, these small character moments or these conversations that are just like, it's, it's, they're, they're speaking truth to each other. Um, and it's also very poetic at the same time. Like I, I, it's, mm. uh, I love that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she does, she does kind of take on the, the, you know, the role of calling out the bigotry and the racism and the, right. the prejudice and, uh, yeah, it would be great. It would have been great to see her kind of, give a speech and talk a little bit more about yeah i would love to see her she's she's awesome and i love her outfit like she she looks fierce yeah she did Um, yeah 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 um yeah no that's a good good call out yeah for sure um 
Yeah, so much, so much good stuff in there's this movie. There's yeah, a lot. Yeah, there is a yeah. lot there. Yeah, I mean, I could probably write an essay about Star Trek. Like to be honest. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's just really so much to mind there. Yeah, definitely, there is so much in in that movie to to just unpack, and and its relevance to today is uncanny and disappointing and sad and yeah, uh, you know. Not not in light of the film, but just in light of where we are in this world and mm-hmm. in our times now. So, yeah, I, it's it's it's. I would. I, I hope that this movie doesn't become timeless, but it is timeless for thirty one <laughs> years so far. So yeah, um, and probably will be timeless forever because at some point, you know, in all of humanity's existence, uh, the other is always something to be feared by someone. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, sadly. Oh, sadly. But, uh, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of part of the human condition almost. Um, yeah. So, I mean, for thousands of years, I mean, when the Homo sapiens killed the right. Homo erectus or whatever they were called before, I don't even know. Um, so it's, you know, it's something that's in our DNA from the very beginning of, of time. So, um, but one would hope that enlightenment would that will will yeah. will come at some point. Um, but until then, we have Star Trek to watch and to yeah. reflect upon. So, um, and Absolutely. yeah, uh, yeah. Wow, it's just uh, you know, I sort of almost want to go watch it again. Uh, ah. You know, it's just yeah. It's it's a it's sort of a it's a comfort food, but it's also when you start to think about it, you're like, whoa, yeah, this uh, yeah. this is a, almost a little too real. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but a great movie, and uh, you know the the part of it being the last film to star the entire original series cast. I mean, I love the fanfare at the end. And then their their names scrolling their yeah. signatures scrolling across the screen. Uh, that's you know I don't I I, I wonder uh, I wonder if we'll see something similar to that at the end of Picard. Something Ooh, that, that'd be that, cool. that Aww, you know something cool. that um <laughs> yeah they didn't get that in Nemesis that's for sure they did not um yeah. so this is hopefully you know that would you know uh think saying that out loud that is now an expectation for the finale <laughs> of Picard that would be very very cool um so you know with the original theme of uh Star Trek the Next Generation playing over it that would be amazing um so anyway Metallus. We, we have expectations Yes, we should tweet at Terry Metalis now and say, yeah. um, we want a Star Trek six fanfare type for the finale of Picard. Um, yeah, that'd be amazing. That would, that'd that would bring amazing. tears to my eyes. I think. Oh, that'd be amazing. I love it. Well, they're <sighs> still in post, so there's still time. Oh yes. Um, yeah. And here's hoping that we still get that, and and maybe after some lower, uh, after some prodigy, maybe they'll start that in the end of 2022. But yeah, anyway, it might, it might surprise us, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and 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 oh, you know what I wanted to mention earlier too about that whole thing is that Star Trek Day is 
coming up. And so maybe we'll have some news and announcements yeah. about what to expect. Um, when is Star Trek Day? It is, I want to say September 8th. Is that... Um, Why is it Star Trek Day again? What is it supposed to come memory? Um, I only know Captain Picard Day and First Contact Day. <laughs> Star Trek Day is supposed to be? Star Trek, yeah, the date that the first... Um, uh, first episode? Episode... Uh, Aired, which is September Google 8th, says right? September 8th. Yes, September 8th. So uh, maybe we'll get some exciting announcements then. That'll yeah. be cool. Uh, they did they did a nice job with that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, with the orchestra and everything and COVID times yeah. and everything. So maybe we'll see a little bit more about that. But uh, yeah, well, I think that does it for our discussion of Star Trek? That was a, that was a lengthy, deep discussion. So. That was, yeah. yeah um, that was a lot. It was a uh, well. It's a it's a great movie and clearly still relevant and important today. So yes, absolutely. Um, definitely, and everyone to see it. If you, if you haven't seen Star Trek Six, please watch it. I mean, and, and actually, if it's been a while, if it's a if if it's been a while, go watch it again. You know, it's a great episode, great movie. So, yeah, um, you know, worth worth watching anytime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Well, all right. Well, Mike, do you want to talk a little bit about our sponsor who is going to be in Las Vegas last, next week? Good. They are. And we won't be, but they will be. Fansets uh, is the exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks podcast and network. And they are going to be in Las Vegas with some amazing pins for you to purchase if you're going there. Uh, the Strange New Worlds Memorial pin set, they'll have a hundred of those there. So if you want one of those, and if you've been waiting until Las Vegas to get it, you better get there early. Um, they're also uh, exclusively gonna sell the command science and engineering or medical, I cannot remember. Uh, oh pins from strange new worlds so the deltas they'll have some of those that are going to go on sale this fall um mm-hmm. so they'll have some of those there they also have recently released the prodigy delta as mm-hmm. well as the bajoran bajoran militia badge so go check them out for that they've got some new women in track women of track mm-hmm. they've got the mm-hmm. prodigy pins all kinds of pins for you to go and see in Las Vegas. So go check them out. Tell them that you heard about them on Deep Space Pride. And mm-hmm. uh, But if you're not going and you want to pick up any of these pins, so they still have some Memorial Set pins online um, and all of these other pins, except for the Strange New Worlds Deltas. Those are coming out later. Uh, but head on over to fansets.com. Put a bunch of pins in your cart if mm-hmm. you're if you're getting you're going to get free shipping if you get this memorial pin set right off the bat but if you order more than $30 worth of other pins uh you're going to get free shipping in the US and if you use the code trekgeeks all one word you are going to get 10% off your order and we want to thank fansets for being the exclusive sponsor of deep space pride and the trek geeks podcast network thanks fansets all right. Well, we would love to hear from everyone, particularly when it comes to what you might be looking forward to uh, when it comes to lower decks or 
We would love to hear about your thoughts on Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. You can email us at dcspride at gmail.com. And you can also reach us on Twitter and Instagram at dcspride. There we go. Well, uh, it's another late night here in uh, it is. New York. Well, we got a late start today. And we, we had some technical issues. We so. had some technical issues. This almost didn't happen. Also, if you notice that our audio is not as strong as it normally is, uh, we are resolved. Uh, we had mic issues, so we are both yeah, on different heads, headsets this time. So... Yeah. Um, it's optimal. Yes. So pardon any audio discrepancies that you might notice this mm-hmm. week. Uh, hopefully we can get our microphones working next week. Uh, and we have a special guest next week to talk about uh, counseling in Star kind Trek. Of, yeah. Mental health. Mental and, health. and Yeah. Mental health in Star Trek. Mental health in Star Trek. Especially lack thereof. So. Well, that's a that's an even better one than counseling. Uh, so, mental health in Star Trek. We will have a special guest who is an expert in in some of this, and who is also a Star Trek fan. So, yes, and um, a member of the LGBTQ community as well. Yes. Um, so, yes, this should be an interesting discussion, um, and that's going to tie us over um, until we are ready to talk about lower decks. So, yes, um, under another episode that uh, we had to get it a little original and creative, but I think that we came up with something uh, that everyone should enjoy. So yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it and, uh, and that'll come out while everyone's at Las Vegas. So, mm-hmm. so if you're not going, you'll have some, something cool to listen to. Um, and you'll also get to watch lower deck season three, episode one. So, yeah. yeah. Um, So until next time, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all here next week. Bye, everyone. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.